Is George Soros dying? Mr. Reagan. George Soros, probably the most hated man in the world by conservatives in America and around the world, has handed control of his $25 billion empire to his son, Alex. This has fueled speculation that Soros is dying. Matt Wallace posted a tweet stating, rumors are circulating that George Soros has terminal cancer. Now, I don't know where Matt heard this or why he tweeted it, but it's got over a million views and almost 10,000 likes. And I have no idea if this is true, but George Soros is 92 years old. He's definitely going to die soon. I mean, I suppose he could live another 10 years or so if uh, the Alex Jones conspiracy theories are true. And they do something, something about baby blood, right? There's something. Well, they terrorize the kid, then they drain their blood off while they pump all their hormones out, and they ter- then they drink all the adrenaline and all the, st- and then and the, the essence, yeah. But that's not likely. When George Soros does finally die, conservatives will not be mourning the death of the man that they blame for many Democrat electoral victories, dozens of radical left district attorneys, rising crime in America, and the massive influx of illegal immigrants, both here in the U.S. and in Europe over the past several decades. But cheering on the death of this supervillain might be premature. You see, George Soros has an heir, and it's possible that he may just be worse than his father. The Wall Street Journal has just published an article about this new leader of the Soros evil empire, and I shall read it in one moment. But first, I don't have the billions that sustain the satanic habits of Sith Lords, and so I, of course, have to sell you something. Every day, it seems like we're inching ever closer to the apocalypse. Considering the disastrous policies of the current administration, it's terrifying to think what might happen if we get another four years. It's possible that the entire food supply chain could break down. So it's my personal view that we all need at least three months worth of food stocked up. Now, if you don't have that, you can go to preparewithmrreagan.com and get a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. And right now, they're offering this at 200 bucks off. So it is a very good time to buy. This kit gives you breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Enough food for one person for three months. It provides over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. And with this $200 off deal and free shipping, this might be a good time to stock up. And make sure you get one kit per person in your household so you don't run out. I was actually at one of these big box stores the other day, and I spotted their emergency rations kit, and My Patriot Supply is a way better deal, so I feel very confident selling this product. With the world on the brink, give yourself that sense of security. Go to preparewithmrreagan.com right now and keep your family safe. That's preparewithmrreagan.com. All right, this is in the Wall Street Journal. George Soros hands control to his 37-year-old son. And within the headline, it's got a quote from him saying, I'm more political. That's terrifying. This article was written by Gregory Zuckerman. George Soros, the legendary investor, philanthropist, and right-wing target, is handing control of his $25 billion empire to a younger son, Alexander Soros, a self-described center-left thinker who grew up self-conscious of his family's wealth and wasn't thought to be a potential successor. The 37-year-old, who goes by Alex, said in his first interview since his selection that he was broadening his father's liberal aims. We think alike, the elder Soros said. That means George Soros himself said. While embracing some different causes. Those include voting and abortion rights, as well as gender equality. He plans to continue using the family's deep pockets to back left-leaning U.S. politicians. Fantastic. I'm more political, Alex said, compared to his father. He recently met with Biden administration officials, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and heads of state, including the Brazilian president, 
and Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to advocate for issues related to the Families Foundation. The Soros' nonprofit Open Society Foundations, known as OSF, directs about $1.5 billion a year to groups such as those backing human rights around the world and helping build democracies. Foundation money also goes to universities and other educational organizations. The Soros Super PAC, Democracy PAC, has backed the election campaigns of district attorneys and law enforcement officials seeking to reduce incarceration rates and racial bias in the justice system among the efforts that have riled the right. Yeah, because they are increasing crime in America. They, I don't understand why they think that this is somehow racial justice. It's absolute BS. They're just letting criminals out of prison and neglecting to prosecute them. I don't know. Anyway, Alex said he was concerned about the prospect of Donald Trump's return to the White House, suggesting a significant financial role role for the Soros Foundation in the 2024 presidential race. As much as I would love to get money out of politics, as long as the other side is doing it, we will have to do it, too. He said in an interview at the fund managers, New York offices. In contrast with some on the left, Alex believes that speech on college campuses and elsewhere has been too restricted. That's kind of a nice sign, right? I have some differences with my generation in regard to to free speech and other things. I grew up watching Bill Maher before bed, after all, he said, referring to the TV personality and First Amendment advocate. I've never really liked Bill Maher, but he's been pretty good lately, actually. Some doubted that George, 92, would ever cede his top spot while still alive. In addition, he said in an interview, I didn't want the foundation to be taken over by one of my children as a matter of principle. I thought it should be managed by someone who is best suited. For years, people close to George believed that Alex's elder half-brother, Jonathan Soros, 52, a lawyer with a financial background, was the clear successor. Tall and athletic, Jonathan played tennis with his father, worked for a time at the foundation, stabilized the Soros hedge fund during turbulent times. Then came a falling out and a change of heart. Alex, who wears large frame glasses and a neatly trimmed beard, eventually gained the his father's trust, standing in for him on trips to the organization's offices around the world. He earned it, George said. Did he earn it or did he trick his father? (laughs) It's interesting with these like billionaires, right? Like it's they, they do movies and stuff and TV shows about this where, you know, I think in soap operas, this is common where somebody's about to die and people are going to inherit millions or maybe even billions. And everybody in the family is sort of shuffling for position, trying to get that inheritance. And it looks like this kid won out. In December, the OSF board elected Alex as its chairman, replacing his father. Alex also now directs political activities as president of Soros' super PAC. The younger Soros is the only family member in the investment committee overseeing Soros Fund Management, the firm that oversees money for the foundation and the family. Most of its $25 billion will be directed to OSF in the years ahead, according to a Soros spokesman. About $125 million has been set aside for the super PAC. Alex's work in the family organization has so far revealed a collegial management style that differs from his father's, colleagues said. I guess he's less of a micromanager than his father was. I don't know if that's good or bad. Alex attends to details George would usually ignore. Okay, so maybe it means literally the opposite of that. Carrying a small notebook to meetings that he fills with notes to share with staffers, they said. He can drive folks in the foundation crazy because he's so hands-on. Okay, so it's exactly the opposite. Is he more collegial? Like, is he more collaborative or is he more of a micromanager? I don't, I guess those things don't have to be totally incompatible. But anyway, I'm a little bit confused uh, with the way that this uh, story has been written. All right. Uh, This was said by Anthony Romero, executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union, which receives OSF funding. The selection of Alex, a hip hop fan and New York Jets devotee, was once a long shot. 
Early on, Alex barely spoke up in meetings and was best known for his high-flying social life. Gorgeous models, MBA pals, and hide-and-seek at his mansion. Welcome to the lavish lifestyle of investor George Soros's playboy son, said one DailyMail.com online headline. After the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989, George's philanthropy focused on buttressing democracies in the former Soviet bloc and elsewhere. In 2004, he drew backlash in the U.S. when he said that preventing George W. Bush's re-election was the central focus of his life. He backed Barack Obama's 2008 presidential campaign and sparked further criticism for supporting needle exchange programs and the legalization of marijuana for medical use. George, who was born in Hungary, pulled his foundation out of the country in 2018 after it became a target of Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Alex, the oldest of two sons from George, George's marriage with his second wife, Susan Weber, longed to be closer with his father while growing up in the upscale hamlet of Katona, New York. Never heard of it. I guess because I'm not super rich. Uh, he was there, but he wasn't there. He was thinking about markets the whole time, he said. As a boy, Alex was introverted, overweight, and embarrassed by his family's wealth, childhood friends said. One classmate told him, your dad is famous. You should really be worried about kidnapping. A warning that unnerved Alex, he said. As a teenager, Alex sometimes had bodyguards while traveling abroad. His family name drew unwanted attention. He embraced sports and music to fit in. I wanted to be more normal in a way, he recalled. You know, what's interesting is, it, so it sounds like he grew up a, as a bit of an outcast, and that can actually have a very negative effect on people. I feel like everybody that I've ever known that has been a kind of like Antifa-type, counterculture-type person, they were outcasts as kids, and they figured out some way to desperately fit in. And those kind of people tend to, in my opinion, be relatively dangerous politically, because sometimes they get this sense like, I'm just going to F over the world, like the world F effed me over, all right? I don't know if that's true of this guy. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Let's see here. Alex grew closer with his father after his mother filed for divorce in 2004. He was an 18-year-old freshman at New York University at the time. In a way, he took fathering more seriously after the divorce, said Alex, who earned a PhD in history from the University of California, Berkeley. Alex cared little about finance and couldn't persuade his father to watch football. Instead, they spent hours discussing ideas and global politics. His thesis topic, Jewish Dionysus, Hein, Nietzsche, and the politics of literature thrilled his father. For Alex, it's football philosophy and politics in that order, said Svante Mirik, one of his friends. It's a crazy name, isn't it? All right. During football season, when he isn't traveling for the foundation, Alex is glued to NFL Red Zone, which jumps to scoring plays in various games. Merrick said he avoids calling his friends on game days when Alex is focused only on winning their informal betting league. He never makes me pay, Merrick said, but he rubs it in. It's weird that he's like obsessed with football. That's kind of, you wouldn't expect that from a, like, like a radical, the son of a radical lefty like that. I don't know. For years, Alex gained media attention largely for attending parties in such locales as the Hamptons and Con. He was photographed with celebrities including Usher and model Chanel Iman, I don't know who that is, a former girlfriend. Alex worked part-time at the foundation between 2004 and 2006 and later joined OSF's board. He didn't make an impression, much less as a likely successor, according to people who worked there. Alex is used to board meetings, but he hardly spoke said Nier, OSF's former president. On his own initiative, Alex traveled to remote parts of the Amazon to meet with indigenous leaders and draw attention to their needs. He joined the board of Global Witness, a group exposing human rights abuses by mining companies and governments. So he, it sounds like he was like looking for purpose in his life as like the son of this super billionaire guy. Uh, being the son of a super villain, it's gonna, it's gonna be difficult. In 2015, four years after Jonathan's departure from the Family Foundation, Alex took on a full-time role. 
He worked with George's longtime advisor, Michael Vachon, and others to hone his public speaking and political skills. He emerged as his father's deputy. After the 2016 election, amid fears that Congress might investigate OSF, some of the foundation urged a low-key approach. Why would they be afraid that Congress would investigate them? Interesting. Alex pushed colleagues to instead step up their work. He helped bolster OSF's annual spending in Latin America to $60 million from $12 million. The foundation backed organizations in Colombia to support the 2016 peace accord that ended decades of violence, said Pedro Abramove, okay, who runs OSF's Latin American office. In the U.S., Alex worked with Democrat Stacey Abrams to promote voter turnout in the South. Fantastic. While criticisms of George Soros sometimes include anti-Semitic tropes, no, they do not. Okay, if they do, it's by a few loony people. It's not. Literally every single criticism of George Soros is called anti-Semitic. It's absolute bullcrap. The Soros Foundation hasn't supported many Jewish causes. Yeah, because George Soros is not Jewish. He is an atheist. Okay. Alex, by contrast, has visited Israel several times, and he celebrates such Jewish religious holidays as Rosh Hashanah and Passover, which his father does not. Yeah, see, because George Soros is an atheist. He's not Jewish. Uh, But that's interesting that his son is Jewish. Jewish or is, you know, is a practicing a Jew. Maybe that's from his mom. Maybe his mother's more religious. Alex is more focused on domestic politics than his father, he said. Alex is hoping Democrats appeal to Latino voters and improve turnout among black voters. No, neither of those things are going to happen. You can invest as much money as you want. They're shifting right. Uh, He has urged Democrat politicians to better hone their message, broadening the party's appeal. Well, that's good, because if you're trying to broaden the party's appeal and better hone your message, that means he's trying to push Democrats more toward the center, which I suppose is good, really. Our side has to be better about being more patriotic and inclusive, he said. Just because someone votes Trump doesn't mean that they're lost or racist. Holy crap! He almost sounds, dare I say it, mildly red-pilled. Alex doesn't command a room like his father, appearing uncomfortable in large public settings, colleagues said, and he is hindered by a relative lack of experience on the world stage. But his appointment could help the organization in one important way, according to people who work with him. Alex is unlikely to be the boogeyman that George Soros was for the right, Romero said. And that's the end of the article. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm actually less concerned now than I was. I mean, I assume that George Soros has fully indoctrinated his son into his own political, philosophical, and devoutly atheistic belief system. I mean, obviously, in many ways, he has. I don't know about the devoutly atheistic belief system, but the rest of it seems like he's kind of indoctrinated his son more or less. And look, you know, Alex Soros is probably every bit the Sith Lord that his father is. And certainly, as long as Emperor Soros lives, I don't think his son would ever challenge his father's vision. However, imagine, just imagine, if after George Soros dies, which is, as I mentioned before, will in all likelihood happen very soon, then his son Alex could conceivably get red-pilled. I mean, really red-pilled. Alex Soros, unlike his father, is not, or doesn't seem like, he is an ideologue. George Soros made a decision to take the path he's on. His son, Alex, did not. His son was raised to believe the things that he believes. And just like many children of deeply convicted parents, it is possible that Alex Soros could at some point turn against his father's teachings. He could reject the dark side and he could slowly pivot toward noble pursuits, very much like Elon Musk has done. Imagine the son of George Soros using all those billions of dollars, not for electing Democrats, not for keeping the border open, not for increasing the crime rate, 
but rather for investing in the preservation of free speech, the preservation of free markets, reducing the size of the federal government, or even promoting the traditional values of the Christian church. I mean, okay, I'm obviously daydreaming here, but the reality is probably far less bright. I'm guessing that the most we can hope for is that this guy is just less ideological than his father, and instead of giving money to support Democrats and radical left causes, he just keeps it and spends it on himself. And I really hope that he does that if the alternative is to do what George Soros has been doing for decades. But I, I'm an optimist, so I have a little, a little hope that maybe this guy is more red-pilled than he's letting on. And if not, becomes more red-pilled as we go forward. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this guy going to continue the legacy of the emperor? Or is he going to go his own way? Or might he even be red-pilled? Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. That's it for me. And remember, it's not that the liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. The goal for all of us should be that one day things will be done neither because of nor in spite of any of the differences between us, ethnic differences or racial differences, whatever they may be, that we will have total equal opportunity for all people.